It's happening to Netflix right now, and it could be happening to your business. On this week's episode, I'm talking about winning, losing, gaining ground, losing ground, all based on what's happened this week with Netflix. Stay tuned. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I'm Dylan Gallagher. This is my podcast that I've been doing, feels like forever, for entrepreneurs because, let's face it, it's tough being an entrepreneur. It's tough finding real stuff spoken by real entrepreneurs, not gurus or someone that's got something to sell you. And oftentimes people ask, Dylan, why do you, why do, you do the podcast? I do it for a couple of reasons. I do it because um, I like to work out my own thinking on certain topics or issues that I'm working through. I really, really enjoy meeting new entrepreneurs, which has probably been the best part of this experiment over the years, is people will find me either through YouTube or tweeting or Facebook or something. They'll listen to a few podcast episodes and they'll either become believers or they'll never listen again. And if they become believers, I tend to hear from them and we have a great conversation and oftentimes I'm able to help them with their business. And if you didn't know, now you know. I launched emilynow.com earlier this year to help entrepreneurs understand how valuable of a business are they in fact building. It's meant to connect directly to QuickBooks Online. It's the only uh, cloud platform uh, that I've connected it to, but we've got uh, some work happening in the background to connect it to the other online accounting software systems um, or cloud-based accounting systems. And my thesis is that the failure rate of entrepreneurs is very high, and it doesn't have to be. And the reason I think it's high is because I think most entrepreneurs don't start a business for the sake of the business, but they start it because they have a passion for a product or a service, or they want to solve a problem and build some wealth doing it. But the reason they fail is they don't realize that there's some stuff under the hood that you need to be paying attention to in your business. And so emilynow.com, that's M L E. N-O-W.com is meant to help entrepreneurs connect to their accounting, uh, cloud-based accounting software, pull out some simple information, get very, very frustrated by what they're looking at, but ultimately check it every day, every week, every month, every quarter to make sure that they are uh, focused on all the right things. And um, and so I do this podcast uh, for the same reason uh, as that website is just to help entrepreneurs. Uh, I get to work out my own thinking, but I get to meet a lot of cool entrepreneurs and I get to invest in them as well, which is uh, over the last little while has been a lot of fun. I look forward to continuing to do it. And this podcast helps me find maybe some folks that, um, that I could put to some money to work with. So this week, if you haven't been paying attention, Netflix uh, did an earnings um, announcement. Let me just pull it up here. And yeah, let's see here. So that would have been uh, yesterday, right around four o'clock in the afternoon. Stock price just dropped. If you don't have uh, access to a stock chart, um, this one's worth looking up because it went from about, uh, let's see here, $550 a share down to about 489 So huge, huge drop. And the reason for that is because they had discussed that um, there is a slowdown in their subscriber network. And I thought there was a lot of stuff here that uh, just the everyday entrepreneur could benefit from. I certainly know I have benefited from what I'm about to share. 
And it's always a good reminder. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time or, you've, or we've had the opportunity to talk or you've been reading the blog over the years, this is something I talk about all the time. It's this idea that you're either winning or losing. As a business, you, um, you're never standing still. Right, you're either part of the, the crowd, uh, the eighty percent that's getting twenty percent of the opportunity, or you're part of the twenty percent of the market that is getting eighty percent of the opportunity, but you're never standing still. You're either winning or losing, and Netflix forever has been on a tear, and arguably still are, but they are no longer the only game in town. Thanks to COVID, there are other competitors that have caught up with them and are taking subscriber growth. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? All of us only have so many hours every day to watch content online. To begin with, Netflix could easily get eyeballs, could easily get our attention because they were the only place to go to get content um, and to watch, you know, to binge watch forever and ever and ever. But then you got Disney Plus, you've got Hulu, you got Crave, you've got all of these other networks that are now vying for. Uh, the value that these companies create, in my opinion, which is uh, how you spend your entertainment time uh, on content. And so uh, Netflix uh, has seen a slowdown in their subscriber growth, and that doesn't that doesn't reflect the quality of what they're doing. It simply reflects that there are other competitors now in their space, and the space is getting quite crowded. And uh, in all of our businesses, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, we all face the same challenge. Chances are very, very great that we are either in a very crowded marketplace and we're trying to figure out a way to stand out, or we're in a marketplace that isn't very crowded and we're trying to figure out how to get people's attention. And so either one of those things requires uh, grit, it requires some creative thought, it requires trying to figure out what your angle is going to be. And one of the one of the things that I've realized over the years uh, in working with numerous entrepreneurs, in fact, entrepreneurs that that even I'm surprised have the kind of vision that they, that they have, but their advantage very quickly becomes a feature. And uh, what I mean by that is uh, Netflix's advantage was that they were able to get all of this content from all of these content libraries, so Paramount, Warner, Sony Pictures, etc. They would just make their library of content available to Netflix, and Netflix would charge you and me and everybody else a, a set amount of money per month. There would be enough money coming in that they could pay for the licensing and the royalties and still make a, a nice profit. But that advantage has now just become a feature because guess what? All of these other companies that are selling content on a subscription basis in a video type format, it's now just a feature. It's a feature that you can watch a movie, any number of movie titles. It's just a, a feature that you can access seasons and seasons of television, of your favorite television shows. It's no longer an advantage. And so as a business, small, medium-sized, whatever business you happen to be in, product or service, you have to be able to always know what your advantage is. You might have a pricing advantage. You might have um, a, a customer experience advantage. The way in which customers interact with your business might be an advantage. You might have an operational advantage because from a margin perspective, you can deliver the same result to the marketplace as everybody else, but you can do it for a better price. So whatever your advantage is, you only get... My, my take is you only get to use that advantage for a little while until it becomes a feature. And if you can't iterate on your business, meaning you can't find a new marketplace to go into, you can't find a new a new upsell to offer your same customers, then you have to figure out what your next advantage is going to be. So 
Every one of us face, faces this challenge if we're running a, a business because uh, we might find something neat. We might have a, a really slick Google ad campaign and then some of our competitors through keyword searching and analyzing figure out what we're doing and then they start to copy uh, your strategy or our strategy. So our Google Word strategy no longer works. Or maybe... Um, Maybe you have a, a particular sales strategy, how you generate your leads, and all of a sudden the rest of the marketplace is seeing what you're doing and what was an advantage now just becomes a feature because everyone else has copied it. And so Netflix is no different. You know, they're they're now in a position of having to be super competitive in the way one of their advantages was that they had a big war chest full of cash that they could spend on building uh, Netflix-only content, content you could only get on the Netflix network. Well, guess what? Some of the other players have come to the market with big uh, treasure chests full of money that they, too, are spending on content. And so content is no longer the advantage, it's the feature. And so Netflix is going to have to iterate, and they're going to have to figure out what their advantage is. And then, or if they can't figure out what their advantage is, then they're going to have to maybe iterate onto a different product line or a different service line that they can generate revenue from and leverage their existing customer base. Every single business, doesn't matter who you are. If you're a small player in a marketplace that has big players or you are a big player trying to compete with bigger players, every single marketplace has businesses that are that are getting the lion's share of the marketplace and all of those businesses, all of us, have a vulnerability. Now, if you listen to the last uh, episode where I was talking about are you in the majority or the minority, are you fighting for 20% of the, the market, are you fighting for or sharing 80% of the market, wherever you sit as a business, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to the, the previous uh, podcast episode. But um, whether you're in the 80 or the 20, um, you have to figure out which vulnerability you're going to go after when it comes to your competitors. If you are a small player, meaning you're, you're, you're just sort of fighting with everyone else for table scraps because you haven't become part of the 20% of the marketplace, you're still in the 80%, then no one's really going to come after your vulnerabilities because you're not a threat to anyone. So you get the advantage to look at the vulnerabilities of the, the players that run the marketplace and say, how can I take advantage of something they're not very good at that we could be really great at? And um, that that's something that if you if there was one thing you took away from this podcast episode when you when you're done listening to it, and of course you're going to rate it, you're going to tell your friends about it, you're going to share it, you're going to get it out there. But once you've done all that, you're going to think about the vulnerabilities in the marketplace, and those vulnerabilities aren't necessarily negative things. For example, in one of uh, the businesses that I'm uh, responsible for, one of the vulnerabilities in the marketplace is that. Everybody else just does a crappy job of presenting their information or um, their proposal, if you will, uh, to the marketplace. And so for me, that looked like a vulnerability that we could very, very quickly uh, tighten up. And we came up with a format for how we present our information to the marketplace. And no one else in our space is doing it this way. And someone might say, yeah, but you can't really connect that directly to your bottom line. And I would argue, well, you, you kind of can, um, because when it, when it, uh, when it comes to being able to win customers and um, uh, and customers are trying to make a decision about whether to use us or to someone else or whether to initiate contact with us, it's that little vulnerability that the other companies have that we have attacked that put 
has been putting our name at the top of the list because it, it it's the first impression that the marketplace has of us when we go to when we go to issue our proposals, and it sort of carries on through the rest of um, the experience that our customers have with us and what they come to expect from us. So, what's my point in all of this? If you have if you're done with this podcast episode and you're trying to figure out how to go and compete in a busy marketplace, look for a vulnerability that you can attack. That vulnerability doesn't necessarily need to be something negative. It can just simply be something that's overlooked. In the example I just gave, this is just something that's overlooked. Other companies like ours just simply don't pay attention to these little things that we have seen make a very very big difference. So, look for that vulnerability in your biggest competitors and then go after it. But it always comes down to the same thing. Whether you're Netflix or you're a one-man band or you're running a medium-sized business, what value are you creating or delivering to the marketplace? What, even if your business is boring, it doesn't matter. You're still providing value in the marketplace. How do I know that? Because chances are people are paying you. Customers are paying you. If they're paying you, they're paying you because there is value that you are providing. There is a solution to a problem that your business is taking care of. So if you find yourself not winning or you find yourself losing or you find yourself fighting to get out of the the majority of the market that's only sharing 20% of, of the results, if you're trying to figure out a way to solve that problem, go back and say and understand what value does our business provide in the market. And this drives entrepreneurs crazy because they tend not to really think in this in these terms. They tend to think in terms of, well, our product is just better, our service is just better, our team is just better. And they're probably right on all of those things, but to take it just one step further and just run kind of a little bit of of math or analysis on it to say I know that sounds nerdy. I know that doesn't naturally work well for entrepreneurs, but if you can spend some time figuring out what actual value do you provide in the marketplace, it helps you get some clarity on some of these other things. You know, if you're not winning the marketplace or the marketplace is too big, you've got to carve out your niche. How do you how do you how do you deliver value into that little niche specifically? I'm a part of a lot of small businesses. We're up against huge competitors, but we have found a way to identify who our customer is. We have found a way to articulate to ourselves what our value is. And then what that allows us to do is make really smart decisions, win the business we want to win, get the profitability we're going after, and ultimately get the value that we're looking for. Now, if you want to know what all of that looks like in your business, hop over to Emily now. connect with your QuickBooks online account if that happens to be your accounting platform and see what your business is worth. You're probably going to be annoyed at first because many entrepreneurs are when someone tells them what their business is worth because they always think it's worth more than it actually is. But over time, take the information seriously and try to figure out what would it take to understand the value that your business provides to the marketplace and then how does that value end up showing on your showing up on your financial statements and trust me as you go down this road there's no shortage of things that you can be working on in fact you're probably just going to have to focus and figure out the things that could make the most meaningful difference and then just work your way down that particular list so today what i was hoping to chat about um, and was hoping that it would land somewhere with you the listener 
is that right now it's happening to Netflix. They are losing ground. Stock price has taken a dive, which is a reflection of what the market believes their value is. So that's why I used that as an example. But it can happen to anybody. You know, your advantage becomes a feature. So if you're not thinking of the next advantage, then you have to figure out how you're going to add more value to your customers, either through a different product line or through a different service line through a different revenue stream um, to make sure that you can keep your winning position. And if you don't know whether or not you're winning a position in the marketplace, then maybe that's what you need to start uh, spending some time on to figure out where do you fit in the marketplace? Where would you rank yourself? And then what would it take to move up that rank to ultimately uh, begin uh, getting into the 20% club? Uh, what that means, again, off last uh, last week's episode was that 20% of businesses end up controlling 80% of the market while 80% of the businesses fight for 20% of the market. And that means, obviously, that if you've got you know eight companies fighting for two results, some of those companies aren't going to be able to get results, and ultimately they're going to fail. And that's why the failure rate for small businesses um, can be as high as, as you, as you would know it to be in terms of the stats that are available. So hopefully these last few minutes were valuable. Hopefully there's something to think about there. What is it you're going to think about? You're going to... You're going to finish up with this podcast and you're going to say, what vulnerability is in the marketplace with my competitors that our business is perfectly suited to attack? And it doesn't have to be a negative vulnerability. It just has to probably be something that's being overlooked and no one's paying attention to it. But if you were able to get your hands around it, your company could do a better job and maybe start winning some more some more business and moving up the rank, whatever the ranks are, whatever the ranking positions are uh, in your marketplace compared to your um, competitors. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading this week's episode. Again, I do this because I love meeting really rad entrepreneurs. So if you happen to be one of those, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. You can follow along my tweet storms um, as I start uh, documenting the launch of emilynow.com and all the things that I'm learning because uh, I'm going back up to bat again to try and build another business and um, love chatting with people. So if, if this podcast resonates with you, reach out. Let's have a conversation. If you think there's something I can do to help you out, always happy to chat. LinkedIn's a pretty good way to get a hold of me as well. And um, I sure hope you subscribe and tune in next week. 